All right, folks. The Knotts family is looking for ideas to expand their theme park empire. Anybody have any ideas? Just say it off the top of your head. Knotts Berry Farm Branson. Perfect. Any others? Knox Landing, Sacramento? Great. Keep them coming. Don't let me interrupt you. Knotts Berry Farm, Japan. Knotts Martha's Vineyard. Ooh, Knotts Gatorland. Knotts Guatemala? Knotts under Interstate 15. Oh, Knotts Walker Furniture Adventure. Knotts Isle Delfino? Knotts Laffy Taffy Farm. Knotts Knoxville, 1982 World's Fair. Okay, how about Knotts Seventh Circle of Hell? Knotts Kurain? Knotts O'Grady's Good Time Emporium. What about a Knotts food truck? Nah, screw this. We'll just sell the damn thing off to Cedar Fair. Welcome, dreamers of all ages, to another episode of Unbuilt, an unrealized theme park podcast. With me today, as always, is my co-host, Ryan Dorman. We doing good today? I'm ready to learn today. This is something I know very little about. Mm, (laughs) Yes. Today, we are talking about Knott's Berry Farm. And in the pre-show, you told me you've been there exactly once. And you don't exactly remember when that was? I would say it was right around when Voyage of the Iron Reef opened. Um, I think it was honestly like within a couple of months after it opened. Because I don't think I would have pushed myself onto it had I not seen on Twitter the the oodles of praise, quote unquote, coming from people who... (laughs) Because I know Rolly Crump was there, I think, when it opened or something like that. Um, Which is really strange. Okay, so the reason why he was there, we talked on the last episode about the Haunted Mansion, about Knott's Berry Tales, mm -hmm. and how Rolly Crump took some Museum of the Weird ideas and sprinkled it in the Knott's Berry Tales. Well, this was in the show building that Knott's Berry Tales was in. So they brought Crump there. Then they demoed Iron Reef about uh, in 2019. It only lasted like four years. Pretty pathetic. Mm -hmm. And they replaced it with Knott's Berry Tales 4D, which is uh, a sequel attraction. But this time it's like a shooter. It's 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 like Toy Story Midway Mania. And you pull these jars of boysenberry jam right and you go around the same exact sort of thematic areas that were in the old attraction except it's mostly screens with some scenic props around it lovely but (laughs) crump was not invited to the opening most likely because it's five years later five six years later and we're in a pandemic so i don't Hmm. think a 90 plus year old man should be going to the to the media probably preview not. for that anyways probably i don't even not. know if he I don't, he was probably not even consulted but they definitely took inspiration from his designs on that for sure according to wikipedia they consulted him and his kid uh, oh, that's Chris. good yeah i mean it's all screens so consulted him probably to be like sorry <laughs> it's like we're gonna rip you off is that okay um, <laughs> i'm like one foot in the grave i don't care this is a desperate attempt at trying to get people back into the park after the absolute <laughs> mess that was. Because I, I remember I waited in line. It was 2015. I've Googled it. So I was 15. <laughs> and I was waiting. I waited in line for it. And I got the line was outside, I felt like. Or at least it's like uh, with a uh, it's an open air line. Or at least a lot of it was. And uh, a lot of the queue was just like old metal that they probably got out of a dumpster to make it look like it was underwater. And I remember thinking, like, okay, well, everyone says it's so great. This has to be good. And it was actually hours to get to the front of the line. <laughs> and the ride was absolutely horrible. So <laughs> I have written the Knott's Berry Tales follow-up, and it is better. It is not mm. great, but it's much better. Well, that's, that's it's a good sign. very adorable. I'm not a fan of the, the pool string sort of method. And it gets my hand, like, wrist tired you know yeah well it's it's the same as midway mania yeah yeah it's 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 the same except 
in Midway Mania, they kind of have an ingenious thing where it's propped up. Mm-hmm. So you at least have a stable footing. This right. one, you hold it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's really inconvenient. It actually gets you even more tired because not only are you pulling it, but you're actually moving around your vehicle. Yeah, the vehicle. only way I found Midway Mania to be comfortable is if you kind of pull the string like left and right mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but you can't do that if you're holding it. That's inconvenient. Right. Good thing we're that, only talking about good things today, right? Yeah. That, <laughs> that and the fact that it's very confusing because you don't know exactly what you're supposed to hit. You don't know what's getting oh, really? points. It's just like you Again, hit anything. Midway Mania, it's, yeah, pretty much. Mm. It's very confusing, but it's cute. So you kind of don't mind in the end. Another thing that Knots is famous for, and I'm wanting to know before we get on to our topic, is uh, did you ride any of the roller coasters? No, no, I didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, I back then no. I couldn't get on a roller coaster. <laughs> Still, so. nowadays I can't get on a roller coaster. <laughs> no, what I really meant to say was, did you go see the Mystery Lodge? No, what's that? You didn't see the mystery. Oh, I, I was 15. I didn't know what was going no. on. <laughs> the Mystery Lodge is this great theater attraction that uses Pepper's Ghost effects to really? uh, accentuate this Native American uh, storyteller. Hmm. And That's it might be on its way out. We don't know. And I will be very sad if it leaves. Uh, there's also the log ride, which I believe you did right. That I did do. That was like a fever dream. I was so confused <laughs> the whole time. It's um, the best log ride ever. I love it. That moves thing. at like triple, like like Splash Mountain. I, so when you go on Splash Mountain, right? Like you don't think about this, but it moves at just the right speed of a dark ride because it's on a track, pretty much mm-hmm. for a lot of it, or it's at least on some guided rails. the The Knott's Berry one does not move at the speed of a dark ride. It's and so that fast. It's so fast, man. That's what I love about it. <laughs> It squishes along that thing, and it is yeah. perfect. It is yeah, and you have to sit between the legs of your uh, your partner. As I remember, yeah, because I, I think I went with my, my parents and my sister, and it was odd fitting everybody into one of those things, and it was even odder <laughs> getting out like half the time I thought it was going to take. Well, at the very least, did you eat any boysenberry? No. No. <laughs> no, no I... <laughs> Did I go? This is this begs the question: Did I do anything at Knott's Berry Farm besides the voyage of the Iron Reef? <laughs> I went to Mrs. Knott's. I think I might have had okay. the boysenberry like jam, perhaps. Okay. Well, the whole time I was there, I was desperately trying to get a fun bun, and I couldn't oh, find yes. it. Yes, the and, fun bun uh, is only available apparently during the boysenberry festival. I think I went just on the tail end of the boysenberry festival because mm-hmm. I rem- it was during the summer. And I, I couldn't, I was looking for it and I couldn't find it. And then I gave up. I think it was huh. a very, it was like a late day at Knott's, mm. more of just a curiosity thing. Well, before we get into it, just a quick primer. Knott's Berry Farm is located in Buena Park, California. It was born out of uh, Walter Knott making boysenberries into a little farm and next to it his wife cordelia set up a chicken restaurant that was extremely popular so popular that they had to add attractions next to it to to satisfy people as they waited to go into the restaurant they constructed a ghost town and eventually started renting out space for other attractions and even rides to the point where in the late 60s it became a fully fledged amusement park with its own admission over the years knott's berry farm became a california staple and that's where we're going to go with our unbuilt topic today attention moms and dads have your kids been doing this turning their backs and refusing to talk till you take them to knots you may wonder why my assistant will demonstrate they have rides fast fun exciting rides shows like snoopy's all-new ice spectacular and besides now you get to see me there live Snoopy and Charlie Brown too, of course. My advice, take your kids to nuts or never see their faces again. Now, we spent the last 
nearly 10 minutes talking about Knott's Berry Farm. And that's going to be pretty much the sense of this episode because we're going to go right back into it. Talking about Knott's Berry Farm being farmed out, if you will. So in the early 90s, following the death of Walter and Cordelia Knott, the Knott family started to look at offsetting their family business to various buyers. However, this was preceded by a series of moves the family made to actually expand the Knott's brand to become more competitive with its rivals, such as Disney, Universal, Cedar Fair, Six Flags, and Paramount. In 1988, Knott's agreed to create Knott's Camp Snoopy at the Mall of America based on their own Camp Snoopy area in the current Berry Farm Park. The Peanuts license was granted the Knott's in 1983, and Charles Schultz being from Minnesota seemed like a perfect fit for the Minneapolis location. Robin Hall, VP of Design and Architecture at Knott's, was tasked with creating the park, which is fully indoors and at seven acres. A wooden landscape, the charming park featured dozens of thrill rides, a whining Zaire family coaster, and a beloved log plume built into a fake rocky gray mountain. Knott's Camp Snoopy opened in 1992 along with the Mall of America. I don't even need to ask. You've never visited the Mall of America. Is that correct? You know, I've, I've heard stories about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, I've never been. I visited it. My cousins lived in Minnesota and I visited it as a kid numerous summers. It was like exactly like Knott's in the 90s. It was almost super weird because we're going to talk about Knott's Parks that they were trying to make this into a franchise, but it never happened. And this was the closest you ever got to a taste of it. Now, most of it is somewhat of a copy of the Camp Snoopy area and its rides and it's sort of its landscape, but there were lots of Knott's artifacts in there. And so much of its DNA, the log ride is so close to being a successor to the Timber Mountain log ride. And almost nobody talks about it, which is insane. There's almost barely any actual good video of it online. And it's a real shame because it is awesome. It was, it's so perfect. Uh, I, I miss the way that this place used to be. It's, we'll get into that. It's not, not Camp Snoopy anymore, but, uh, the Zyre coaster is practically Jaguar from Knott's. They had a lot of the same flats that they had in the Fiesta village area. Uh, they had a lot of the same ideas, They also had a Mrs. Knott's restaurant, which uh, Mm. was quickly removed out to make room for more rides. When we're talking about this, uh, I would like anybody who's interested to pull up a map, a Knott's Camp Snoopy, pull up some photos of it and uh, take a look. And that'll sort of give you the idea of what we're talking about, what was going to look like besides its own concept art that uh, you can also look at as well. So... Knott's Camp Snoopy inspired the Knott family to think bigger. What about a franchise of parks? They met with various cities for proposals, including Myrtle Beach, Indianapolis, Branson, and Sacramento. They even sought out a possible location in Japan? Okay. You know, perhaps (laughs) some of the Americana would have worked there. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) You know, they... Maybe the Japanese love boysenberry, you know, you don't know. (laughs) And they do. Well, the thing is, is that they do love Snoopy. Uh, The Japanese are crazy about Snoopy. In fact, the Universal Studios Japan uh, actually bought the license, the Japanese license for the Peanuts characters. And I don't know if they still have it, but they they at least at one time had a Snoopy themed area in their park. Perhaps that's why that was the pursuit there. Possibly. Let me ask you a question. Why did the Knotts family even get the license from Charles, the the Schultz family? The Schultz family? uh, They got in 1983, I believe. Uh, They approached Schultz and they liked that it was a family-owned attraction and business. And he just kind of vibed with it. I mean, Schultz was never adverse to commercialization such as, you know, Bill Watterson or anything like that. He just wanted it done right, right. And he wanted to be respectful. And I think he felt like Knott's would be respectful to their characters. Some parks of, of these Knott's parks would have a different theme, such as Myrtle Beach's Knott's Isle of Adventure, 
which would have probably conflicted with another theme park giant's upcoming theme park name. <laughs> Branson was slated to receive a full 340-acre Knott's Berry Farm theme park, whilst Indianapolis and Sacramento were to be uh, smaller parks called Knott's Landing, not to be confused with the primetime soap opera of the same name. Indianapolis's theme park was to be 35 acres, with Sacramento clocking in at about 15 acres. Sacramento's Knott's Landing was to have a gold rush themed and be more tied towards Northern California culture than one of Park's Southern theme. Resting on the Sacramento River, there were five themed lands. Sierra Camp, your favorite Fiesta Village. Don't say that. Don't say that on a show you're going to publish to the internet. Uh, he's, he's not a fan. Uh, <laughs> Miner's Mountain, Gold Rush Town, and I'm sure would be respectful Chinatown. That is actually somehow worse. That is honestly, wow, that is actually somehow worse. Before the show, we were talking for a moment about how Fiesta Village is like, particularly, if you go there today, it's like not, it's not like disrespectful, but it's super stereotypical. It, it, it's pretty problematic. I know yeah. what you're saying. It's, it's, Supposed to be celebrating Mexican culture, but uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of Aztec stuff thrown yes. in, and there's also a lot of stereotypical Mexicana thrown in. It's a very it's also very eight, cheap, very seventies eighties style look towards Latino culture. Let's just yeah. say that. Mm-hmm. I think that the 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 I am very curious. As to what Chinatown would be surrounding the gold rush, because it was not particularly. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be a good like time for to like America. the San Francisco Chinatown. Ah, okay, I see. Mm-hmm. Just narrowly avoid the whole. Well, I don't even need to say it. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you want to talk about uh, that sort of stuff, you can always watch the Disney's California Adventure show, Golden Dreams. With Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> they kind of cover that sort of thing with uh, Chinese labor. Oh my god! I, look, I've only heard the song from that. I'm too young to <laughs> just one dream. That's yeah, totally not Golden Dreams, which is like you named it after the song in the American Adventure, but you wrote a new song by Bruce Brown. I don't know. Okay, let's let's get back on track. Knots Landing, Sacramento. Plans called for a Ferris wheel and a log flume. Yay! And a wooden coaster as the park's main attractions, alongside a crafts village and similar attractions you would find at the original location, such as Panning for Gold, a Wild West stunt show, Old West reenactments, a Mrs. Knott's Chicken restaurant, and likely the inclusion of Peanuts characters. A second proposal was made to further expand the Buena Park property into a multi-day resort destination. The plan would include utilizing the entire property that intersect by Beach Boulevard and the demolition of both the current parking lot and the Independence Hall recreation. On the side the park doesn't occupy, two massive parking garages would be erected similar to Universal Orlando Resort. In between the parking garages would be a mammoth 18-screen cineplex. A downward sprawling bridge over a man-made lagoon, which was more of a river. If you look at the site plans, you can kind of see it sort of winding its way through. Would feed guests into Knott's Country Walk, an entertainment district similar to downtown Disney. On the left side was to be a brand new hotel with a convention space would be constructed. And on the right side, probably the craziest idea, a multi-domed skylit wild rainforest experience museum that recreates the South American rainforest and the North American redwood forest alongside an aviary, educational center, and IMAX 3D theater. This is extremely 90s. Can you see the concept art of this? It looks like pretty much like three glass pyramids, kind of like uh, the Imagination Pavilion on steroids? It's just the uh, the land pavilion, the original. The original one, yeah, with the crystalline structures. Yeah, it's pre- it, yeah. it'd be like if the land, that old land pavilion concept art and the current imagination pavilion kind of were mashed into each other. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it is kind of strikingly similar. It has that biomes kind of deal as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 
so you would go in and then you could like ride a boat ride around the main pyramid, which is like the South American rainforest. And in the central pyramid, that would be like an IMAX theater, you know, little aviary retail and stuff like that. Uh, it's just it's so crazy. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I, 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 you will get to this later, but it, it's a lot more than I expected from a Knotts uh, expansion. Right. An elevated tram would run alongside the parking garage, hotel, and rainforest experience that would take guests to the relatively untouched Mar- Knotts marketplace. But the entrance to the park would be blown wide open inside the circular ticket plaza. Guests would have four options for a theme park day, or they could buy a full all-inclusive ticket. Six entrances surrounded them. So imagine this like you're in the hub for Disneyland, okay? You can go to Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, Frontierland, Adventureland. But you can buy a ticket to go into just one of the lands, or you can buy a ticket to go into all five of the lands. That's interesting. (laughs) Ghost Town. The Calico Town, including the Mine Ride, Log Ride, Haunted Chat, Stunt Show, Birdcage Theater, and Mystery Lodge. The imminent wooden coaster eventually built as Ghost Rider would be located as a separate entrance in the Ticket Plaza, but included with the Ghost Town admission. Knott's Park, a horseshoe wraparound, including Fiesta Village, the Boardwalk, and Bigfoot Rapids. Camp Snoopy, the iconic peanut-centric kids land not picnic country which was the only gate that's not ticketed this is a large green pasture for corporate events the final one which is the most fascinating one and didn't technically exist at the time was not spacewalk the brand new quote-unquote land that would feature towering ferris wheel a rocket themed coaster and multiple planet-shaped buildings Theaters, rides, exhibits, and shows all themed to space and sci-fi. So when you're looking at it, it's it's kind of like taking Kennedy Space Center, Mission Space, and a regular amusement park and mashing it all together. It's interesting because a lot of these ideas remind me of very old Disneyland, like that old that the old uh, corporate center, the the picnic country, is something mm-hmm. that Disneyland didn't quite have, but had like the open air back area. There was the, yeah. the petting zoo, I think, back when mm-hmm. it opened. And Spacewalk, if you look at the concept art, it it, it does it kind of looks like a blend in my mind between Tomorrowland and Mission Space, and of course a little bit of the theme park, right? Like you're saying, but yeah, it, it also reminds me a little bit of the Hong Kong Disneyland's Tomorrowland. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that sort of look. You, you, there's a lots of stuff with uh you know, old school rockets and planets. Very very 50s sci-fi sort of look. A gondola system would also tra- supply transportation between attractions in the resort along with the Buena Park Hotel, now called the Knotts Hotel, being upgraded with valet parking retained. Why all of this was not built? As for the various Knotts theme parks around the country, many developers simply couldn't come to an agreement, and the Knotts family didn't have enough revenue to open a giant theme park on their own. In Sacramento, the owner of the land, Union Pacific Railroad, turned it down for, quote, health and safety reasons, worried that the tourist attraction would interfere with railroad operations. The Knotts expansion slash master plan designed by Robin Hall was grandiose, especially in the wake of the impending Disneyland expansion, because, I mean, when you look at it, that's the only thing you can think about. But as the mid-90s gave way, the Knotts family finally gave up. In 1995, they sold their foods business over to Smucker's and also sold operations of various Mrs. Knotts chicken restaurants around the country. In 1998, they finally gave up Walters Park, selling it to Cedar Fair. This also included Knott's Camp Snoopy at the Mall of America. Cedar Fair gained the rights to the Peanuts characters, which they put to great use, especially when they bought the Paramount Parks in the mid-2000s. However, they were uninterested in operating the charming indoor theme park in Minnesota, relinquishing it to Mall of America. In the late 2000s, Camp Snoopy became the Nickelodeon universe as it remains today. However, thankfully, the beloved log room still miraculously floats along today in all of its knots-enthused charm. 
I don't know why they haven't touched it. I guess it's because it's so beloved, and rightfully so, because those people made damn good law flumes, man. Hmm. In the 2000s, Cedar Fair opened Not Soak City, a small water park on the site where the parking garages and country walk would have been built. For a brief moment, Cedar Fair was more interested in adding thrill rides such as the B&M Inverted Coaster Silver Bullet, Drop Tower Supreme Scream, and Intimate Coaster Accelerator. But in the last 10 years, they have recognized Knott's Roots as a charming family-owned quirky theme park and restored many classic attractions. Right now, the park is celebrating its 100th anniversary albeit uh, a year late because of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, and it's very much retro and nostalgic looking back on its old days back when Cedar Fair did not own the park. While Robin Hall, overseer of much Knott's 80s, 90s charm, has long since moved on, his spirit is still felt immensely. So let's talk about the what if. What if the Knott's family didn't give up? What if we got all of these Knott's theme parks around the country? What if the Knott's master plan was put into effect? Would we have a serious Disney competitor on our side that makes the world into lovers of boysenberry and fried chicken? Or would it be a massive flop that would have inevitably left the sale anyways? Your take. So, like, one thing that I've always found interesting, ever since I was thrust into the theme park, like, universe of, of conversation, was that people really, really, really like Knots. And they believe that, like, Knots has this grand vision of theme park design that's unmatched by any other design company in the industry, and that it's, like, super unique, and it's super developed. And then I showed up to Knots, and perhaps I just had one negative experience. But it seems like the intentions are there, but, like, the quality is not in in so far that it's expensive to run a theme park right it, it's mm. hard to run a theme park individually and now that it's cedar fair um perhaps it's become more like middle of the road maybe mm. i think that if knots had like made the attempt i don't know if knots would have caught on across the united states mm -hmm. at least maybe in sacramento there was like a a, a decent chance of it being done but do, do you think that like a bigger Knots would have drawn more people? Because it does seem like kind of a local thing. That's an interesting take. Now, when you say a bigger Knots, do you mean a bigger theme park or just bigger presence? Oh, I think, okay. So if it was, let's start with, uh, that's a good question. Let's start with just the theme park. Like if it, if it was actually made to be that big, if it okay. was actually expanded to the massive and ambitious size that they had initially planned. That entire plan was not to make, not, and we're going to do less a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was not to make it a gigantic theme park. It was supposed to make it a multi-day destination. Right. The idea was that, if you were coming down to Disneyland for Disney's California adventure, you would also stop in for a few days at Knott's. It's sort of the same thing that Universal uh, was going for when they expanded as well with Islands of Adventure. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what they were thinking with some of these bizarre concepts, such as the div divvying up of the park right is such a terrible idea <laughs> if you look at knott's berry farm on a map it is a giant landlocked rectangle right it is bordered by streets in buena park in various areas in camp snoopy you can actually look over the fence and see a claim jumper <laughs> and and you can hear the cars whooshing by it is that close to the streets and mm -hmm. to residential areas. If you divvy up the park like that, you have a crowd flow nightmare. Because Absolutely. in one area, they had like the Knott's Park. You start out in Fiesta Village and then you wrap around all the way to Bigfoot Rapids. If you wanted to exit and go to Ghost Town, Camp Snoopy, or Spacewalk, you would have to go all the way back around because the rest of it would be gated up. Mm -hmm. Makes no sense. I don't know what they were thinking there. I think that would have been, if the, if we're going by what if, I, I think that would have been the, one of the parts of the plan that 
would have been completely scrubbed and they would have just make it just one giant theme park. Yeah, it's interesting because it, it, especially if you're saying that they're offering like that they were offering different paid tickets for each of the areas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to look back, but they were so they were offering there were six areas, yeah, yeah, but one of them was the corporate events area. Okay, so ghost, so so ghost town, Knotts Park, the spacewalk. And I think uh, Camp, Snoopy. Camp Snoopy were the four ticketed places that you could go to. Mm-hmm, correct. Okay. So uh, what the, the rainforest thing was just connected to the Knott's Lagoon instead. Yeah. It was on the other side of the street. There's a road called beach Boulevard that intersects mm-hmm. uh, the property. Right. On one side. So currently today, there are two sides. One side has the theme park and marketplace. The other side has parking lot, Soak City, and Independence Hall, which is like a recreation of Independence Hall. That which was, is odd. But... Yeah, Walter Knott personally built it. It was right. like his baby, which is well, funny because they would have destroyed it for this. I'm surprised it's still up today, but I guess like, you know, what else it's are you going to do It's free to enter that? too. I really should have looked into that. But I, <laughs> so anyways, so what's interesting to me, number one, is – I wonder what the pricing would be for each of these individual places. It was the late nineties. So considering a ticket to Disneyland costs $41 in the year 2000, uh, you can do your math there. Well, what's the, well, I don't know how that works for inflation, but um, (laughs) I'm wondering like, cause it must be like, what, like $10 then they seem pretty small. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Like like Camp Snoopy. It's like, Oh, that better be five bucks. Yeah, it's odd because I'm looking at I'm just looking at a, a picture of this as a multi-day experience. I, I think interestingly, there's a nice philosophical question as to if anybody has actually done the multi-day theme park experience well. And that's not to say that like there aren't theme parks that you can spend multiple days at. I've spent multiple days at Disneyland. I'm sure people spend multiple days at Universal, but I've never found a uh, an experience as successful as Walt Disney World to mm-hmm. actually requiring that somebody visit the park over multiple days. Mm-hmm. And this seems like it's an interesting response that instead of just saying like Disneyland, here's two parks. You should probably come for a couple of days. We have hotels. The way that they've split the parks into different paid tickets, almost it almost like creates what feels like is an impossible decision that like you have to come multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, the but way that everything's spread out. But and it paid doesn't for. even make sense because it's uh, the way it is. It, it's it's like uh, doing sort of a la carte theme park. So exactly. I'm almost at the way that Disneyland used to be with the ticket books, uh-huh. but instead of taking chunks, taking chunks of it. Universal's Epic Universe is actually proposing to do the same exact thing. It's a where, horrible idea. <laughs> where a they idea. will, yeah, where you could do a la carte or you can get all of them. And I agree, it's kind of a dumb idea. Well, it's especially, a dumb idea, especially in this case, where like in at least in Universal Epic uh, Universe, there's like a main street, right? Mm-hmm. And like you need to go off into each area. In this, it looks like you'd be standing in Fiesta Village, and you could see Camp Snoopy, and they would just be like, "Sorry, folks, you got to go you back gotta, to the ticket." You got to go all the way back through the ticket plaza, and that's why I think it's like somebody in operations would look at it and just goes. This is the worst idea I've ever well, heard. If you were at the the Knott's Boardwalk and you wanted to go to Camp or you wanted to go to Ghost Town, you would have to walk back around the Ghost Town to the Ticket Plaza, pay for a new ticket, yeah. and then go to the Ghost Town. It, it doesn't make sense. You can't it, it, like after the fact re. It makes no sense. Apart. What they yeah. should have, what they really should have done, is the, most likely what it would have ended up being. I mean, this is the what if we don't. And, and in this, it's it's hard to say. Oh, this is what they most likely would have done versus this is what they had on paper. But mm-hmm. my guess is, if this actually happened, they would have scrubbed that out like almost immediately. Probably. Yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't seem practical. It doesn't seem practical at all. It's a stupid idea. The spacewalk is interesting, right? Because it seems to straddle the line between being an amusement park land and being an exhibit in of itself. Mm-hmm. There seems to be exhibits and theaters and general education stuff, but there also seems to be rides as well. 
Yeah, it's disappointing that that didn't get built just alone by itself. I mm-hmm. think it's the most interesting part of this pitch. As much as the rainforest sounds that, like it's... I was about you know, to say, the rainforest thing is pretty The rainforest bonkers. is really cool, but it's impractical uh, mm-hmm. for, for a Knott's Berry farm. The spacewalk, though, it doesn't. it's not indoors, right? It's all outdoors? The spacewalk is almost all outdoors. I think there's okay. like buildings you can walk in and theaters. No, I think it's. that seems like a really... A really neat idea. It's a disappointment that that didn't get finished. It would have it would have kept the same kind of you know amateur charm of knots, but mm. taken it into a completely different direction. Right. Because the park has clearly shown that it's not necessarily going to stay in the whole mining age of California kind of thing. They've got the Fiesta Village for better or for worse, the boardwalk. <laughs> right. Mm. So it would have been neat for them to take on a more advanced design direction. Because I think right. it would have fit really well with the roller coasters, especially in the 90s, because mm-hmm. it seems like they were just catching up to the Disney tech of the 70s. So, Yeah, that, <laughs> and now that's that's true. And all of this seems to be going for a higher Disney experience, which is what like the mystery launch was supposed to be. It was supposed to be this high tech demonstration, something that you could see at Disney, but at a cheaper rate at Knott's. Th- sure. That seems to be altogether what all this seems to be the rainforest thing is especially that Mm -hmm. and wow just i mean the closest thing that i could think of that looks like this that reminds me of this is let me know if you're familiar with the memphis pyramid (laughs) no what's that okay the memphis pyramid is a former sports arena that is a pyramid, just like the Luxor here in Las Vegas. Yeah, is this the it's Bass sh- Pro Shops? Yes, that is correct. Oh my god! Uh, was- okay, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was then eventually abandoned and turned into a gigantic Bass Pro Shop. But <laughs> what a stupid idea! <laughs> That's so funny. But it's actually successful, if you can believe it. It's they made it into this gigantic indoor forest with a lot of natural skylights and sunlight. So pretty much, it's that. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Especially so this maybe. So maybe they could have had a Bass Pro Shop, is what you're saying? Mm, is that- yes, but it's just it's so bizarre. And there's an IMAX 3D theater in there. It, w- it would have been a very unique experience. Like, hey, have you gone to the Rainforest Experience, the pyramids at uh, Knott's Berry Farm? Yeah, I did. Like one of I- those experiences seems neat, but then I feel like a, if you went to that that high tech experience and then went to Knott's, like nearby, mm-hmm. you might be let down because Knott's is not necessarily the most advanced theme park in the market. It, it, is, it, is it, it has good. a locals charm for right. sure. It's definitely meant to be more of a locals park. I find it charming. Some don't. Some want a little bit more of a high tech sort of experience. I don't mind that it's a little bit more low tech and a little bit more charming. I, I think it, it's nice. I like the ideas that they're going for. I think it is definitely charming, but I, 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 I don't know. Obviously, I'm viewing it from the Cedar Fair perspective, and that's a bit unfair because mm. Cedar Fair is not necessarily known for breaking boundaries with its with its design. Yeah, and now again, the Cedar Fair, they have been backtracking on their original ideas for the park, and Mm -hmm. they're really going for more of that charm with redoing the log ride and redoing the rapids ride, and they're adding animatronics everywhere. I think they've realized that it's it's not easy to sell to most audiences. Like, if you try to modernize the park, I don't think you get as many people. You don't get more people going. So why not Mm -hmm. try to market to the people who are already going to go more often? Exactly. I, I, the one question that's interesting, though, is if does, if Knotts had seen the rest of those resorts built across the United States, would they be a Disney competitor? Right now, the, the the question that I might have to ask, though, is who is a Disney competitor in the current day and age? Universal. That's see, Universal is the only one I can think of, and yet we have mm. theme parks like Bush Gardens, right? That's that's across right. the so, United States. So, like, sees. I think there's like tiers. And mm-hmm. the tiers pretty much go like this. You have you have the small independent family parks who are competing with nobody. They, they're 100% local. And then you have a step up, which is Cedar Fair and Six Flags, who are marketing towards a certain local market, but they have the capital 
to be large mm-hmm. and also attract guests from around the country if they so be. Mm-hmm. Then you have another tier, which is a very unique tier, and that is C's, Bush Gardens. And it, it's hard to describe because they're almost like in completely on their own because they're slightly a step up. They're in the bigger markets. They're in Orlando. They're in right. California. They're in the big markets, but they're not on the Disney Universal level. And then you have the Disney Universal level, which is premium experience. I think the best that they could have hoped for with uh, the international developer, or the, well, let's say international, right? Let's say they went into Japan. The best I think mm-hmm. Knott's could have hoped for was the level of Bush. I don't think they would have reached Universal at all. No, I don't um, think so either. I, I don't think that's where their minds were. Because mm-hmm. it, it really does the, the okay. better thing. Well, I, I would have to say, like, okay, so sorry. Bush Gardens and Series, they do have like Hershend. I think Hershend, which operates Silver Dollar City and Dollywood, would also be mm-hmm. kind of on that tier. I say Hershey is on that tier as well. Yeah, but Hershey's one location. It's not true. A it's chain. Not. No, but even with quality and mm-hmm. success, I think success is something to look at here. Is that you have varying degrees of success and varying degrees mm-hmm. of quality and like bush and i guess dollywood and stuff like that are are lighter on the quality but also rather successful in what they do i guess if you're thinking about it through company wise like their ability to control like an empire <laughs> a theme park yeah. empire i i don't know not seems like everything would be against them i don't know what mm-hmm. cre- characters they have that would be successful in well, japan besides snoopy peanut, yeah peanuts that's right. pretty much it that's that's their uh wheelhouse right there and again they, they they're going this based on the fact that they created a seven acre theme park in minneapolis that was one almost 100 snoopy right that that's probably what they were kind of aiming for and there's actually a lot of indoor theme parks in japan so we could have looked at something something somewhat like that if i had to guess that's probably more likely that they would have Mm -hmm. just created a smaller mall of america style theme park akin to i guess whatever nickelodeon's there now right uh, yeah nickelodeon is there now Mm -hmm. yeah but that could have been successful i mean peanuts maybe haven't lasted into the modern era, but perhaps that's a result of people who aren't the Knotts family, or I guess the Knotts group doing the Peanuts. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been marketed to hell and back. Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting idea, but their their greatest success, I do think, would be to stay in California as a local mm-hmm. park, like Hershey Park has done. And I, I, I do actually think that the park deserved that kind of a, a an honest-to-God, genuine attempt at an expansion, like Spacewalk. Spacewalk specifically, but like mm-hmm. Spacewalk. Yeah, I, I, it's it's interesting to think if people would be familiar with the Knots name because where I'm from, I don't really think anybody knows what Knots is. Hmm, which is an interesting thing, uh, considering that Knots in the '90s was most mostly thought about as you know a brand of jams and jellies. Sure. Yeah. Because they now do it's Smuckers, right? Yeah, they now it's Smuckers. Yeah. But they did they did market themselves out pretty well for their you know Knotts brand jams jellies. The brand name is out there. I don't think that most people know exactly what it is, and this would have sort of solidified them as a chain of theme parks rather right. than just jams and jellies, which uh, I, that could be their their foothold in the door. He's like, you know this. Well, there is now this as well. well it, and- it worked for Hershey, at least on the East Coast, it worked. Um, mm-hmm. Like Hershey Park, at least on, on the East Coast, Hershey Park is just a theme park like any other theme park. Right. It's not, I mean, obviously there's a relationship to candy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I would say that it's not necessarily as close as one might think. It's not like people think mm-hmm. it's the Willy Wonka factory. It's just a roller coaster park. Right. Um, well, they do have Chocolate World. <laughs> yeah, but most people, honestly, most people I know don't go to Chocolate World. So oh, oh, yeah. it's not popular because mm-hmm. because a lot of people have access to places like, I get what, um, What's it called? A King's Dominion or yeah, uh, Dutch Wonderland, I guess, if you so chose. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, it's it's a roller coaster park first and foremost, and you can distinguish yourself from that. 
uh, in that regard. But the thing is, is that people know, I guess, know what Hershey candy is off the bat. Right. I don't know if people know what not even jam is. I've, I personally out here, I've never heard anybody ever talk about knots. It was definitely theme park. Fan. Yeah, d- d- yeah. It was more prevalent in the nineties. In the nineties. Cause mm-hmm. I know they have those cookies or whatever still. Yeah. The but, cookies, the cookies are yeah. also uh, quite popular. I see those in vending machines all the time. Yeah. If you go to your market, try to see if there's a knots jams and jellies. I, I, in fact, I'm going to put that out to the listeners and you can tweet at us with the hashtag not here. <laughs> With K-N-O-T-T-H-E-R-E. And send me a photo if you see any knots, jams, and jellies if you're not in the state of California. Because I'm very interested in Do they have it in the state of California nowadays? Oh, yeah. That's probably it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've already given you part of what your answer is going to be. Is I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know. See, because I I, I have... But how often do you browse your jams and jellies section? I... That's true. I don't really do that, but in in my mind, at the very least, like I would be like, "Oh, that's not like I would I would at least have it in my mind that that's the theme park from mm-hmm. the West Coast." It's it's interesting because I wonder though if they actually missed out on capitalizing on a potential opportunity for people to know what knots is. I don't know if people across the country know what knots is, mm-hmm. but perhaps the one chance they had to distribute the brand was in the '90s before Disney you know, took off and became the international superpower that it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, not that Disney already wasn't big, right? But right. It, they weren't like $130 a day big, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just after the Renaissance and then the massive exponential increase in Disney's market share. I, w- I wonder if Knott's had actually opened these broader parks that they actually could have gotten into being a, a decent competitor mm-hmm. uh, to, the, to the theme park space. What's interesting, though, is that we only have Knott's Camp Snoopy to look at uh, for mm-hmm. a ground up Knott's theme park. And I, I know that sounds weird, but consider the fact that Knott's Berry Farm, the original, was sort of an amalgamation of it was sort of like this. This is a weird analogy, but like a cancerous growth that just kind of added things as it went along and then eventually they gated it up and it became what it is mm-hmm. with a lot of odds and ends here and there and then eventually formed into Knott's Berry Farm as it is today in 2021. Knott's Camp Snoopy was devised from the outset as a full-formed experience. That's why it's fascinating to see these proposals for Knott's Landing Sacramento, where they have the lands all decided all already from the outset and to see exactly what they've chosen and to possibly give that as sort of a footprint for what other Knott's outdoor theme parks could have been. I'm willing to bet that the Branson one and the, the Myrtle Beach ones would have been a little bigger it would have had much more to it a lot more dynamic roller coasters and design unfortunately robin hall's site only has the knots landing sacramento and most likely that's because that's the one that got significantly underway with uh evaluation between them and union pacific who are just like no no thanks we're good (laughs) do you think they would have been able to upkeep all of these parks in their their at the at the current state at the time, right? Do you think they would have had the infrastructure to keep these parks like running smoothly, or would it have been too big of an expansion too fast? Because I don't know how big Knotts was back then. I will be blunt and say no. Mm. The yes, they they technically managed the Mall of America theme park, but the Mall of America was sort of the thing that was keeping it together. It was this right. massive tourist attraction that literally supported it on all four sides. <laughs> and that was the support. And of course, Knott's Berry Farm, the original, that had the support of the locals and the goodwill that it had through decades. When you build something that is left struggling on its own, 
that's a lot harder to manage. And I imagine that that would have led to pretty heavy losses as they would be struggling to market it and break through and to that tourism and to the locals. And I don't believe it would have been that much of a success. The Sacramento one is interesting. I don't know how that would have gone. Sacramento is pretty close to what was then Marine World and Cal. Uh, I believe it would have been just Marriott's Great America, then it was Paramount's Great America, and then it became just California's Great America. So mm-hmm. it did have competition nearby, but nothing in the immediate vicinity, and it was small enough it could have survived, but I'm not I'm not certain. The expansion of Knots, oh my god, that master plan, mm-hmm. very cool. And if they dropped the whole separate ticketed thing, that would have been a better idea. But right. at the same time, I think that would have been so much way too soon. I mean, looking at it, that's billions of dollars. Well, the thing about looking at when I look at it, it's like it looks like it's this massive, big undertaking. But when you really analyze it, I guess Camp Snoopy had Camp Snoopy had or had not been built yet. I don't think so. No, it did. Okay, okay so Camp Snoopy was already yeah, there. The new things technically were Ghost Rider, which had yet to be built, Spacewalk, the parking garages, the Cineplex, Country Walk, and the Rainforest. Okay, so of those, I mean, the parking garage are parking garages. Country mm-hmm. Walk, I guess, is another shopping district, right? And but yeah. so the con- the confusing thing to me is what the hell a Cineplex was doing there. I mean, maybe the times were different, right? And it seems like theme parks do tend to have movie theaters. I still don't get that why theme parks have movie theaters, but I digress. Like you're going mm-hmm. to the theme park, I guess, for locals, I, perhaps. I know, I still don't get it. I, I well, look, if you pay for a ticket to Disney World, why are you wasting three hours watching Eternals? <laughs> For <laughs> however long you'd I mean, be wasting watching Eternals. I mean, if you were just doing anything, why would you waste three hours watching Eternals? But that's oh, neither here nor there. It's <laughs> <laughs> I okay. Enough, enough about the Marvel slander. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I think so. The rainforest and the spacewalk are certainly wonderful additions. But what what really comes of this? It's the splicing of knots. It's the addition of a, a shopping area, parking garages that probably in this day and age probably wouldn't be filled and a movie theater which i don't know would probably become an amc yeah even then yeah it would probably be an amc yeah at this point it would just be bought out but isn't it yeah like again a lot of this is just seemingly very reactionary to right the disneyland expansion a lot of yeah, were they planning things. the the did they when did that movie theater open at Disneyland? Uh, two thousand two thousand one. Okay, so that be so perhaps even then a little bit of a of an attempt to curb out some of that. I know this is a couple of years before that, right? But still, the it, it does a lot of it seems to be to fight Disney. Now the interesting thing is, had they opened Spacewalk and the Rainforest, they would have had the more interesting expansion in that time. True, I think it would have been they, they didn't know that at the time. Nobody, no, of course nobody not. knew no exactly how much of a disaster California Adventure would have been. I mean, I know in hindsight, I guess if you'd kept any, your eye on the writings on the walls, right, you would see that, you know, Walt Disney, uh, Disney and, and a lot of this, like a lot Paris. of this would have probably been phased, is my right. guess, or just not happen altogether. I wouldn't be shocked if they took one look at that rainforest thing. It's like, we are not building that. No, and I guess so. Um, yeah, I, I. It's interesting that they would pursue the animal thing so heavily. It, mm-hmm. It's very surprising because yeah. I, I guess maybe Animal Kingdom put them on their on the lookout, but I don't even know about that. Yeah, I think they were just looking for something different in the area to round out the lineup, right? Because the idea is they they put in a convention center there, so they have this mm-hmm. giant hotel and it has a convention center in there. Which this is why they put the convention center in Disneyland Hotel because the Anaheim Convention Center that attracts like big cons, but right. the Disneyland Hotel that one attracts more business really ones where you do take the whole family and whoever whichever parent goes to the convention, the other one takes the kid to the park. That's my guess for this is the same yeah, exact absolutely. idea. Mm-hmm. 
do you take the kid to either the rainforest thing or you take the kid to the park? No, so I, I, that that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't I don't know how many people are clamoring to bring the family to Knott's Berry Farms. But maybe like one day had had this worked in tandem with like the international plan of expanding Knott's. I think a lot of people would have been interested. But Disney was a household name. Knott's right. maybe not. Maybe not. Mm. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> We're just, just the theme of the episode. Not, not, not. I cannot. <laughs> Isn't that Winnie the Pooh? The, mm. yes. the the new one. Not, not. Oh, that's a great movie. It's Who's very there? underrated. Yeah. Great animation. <laughs> you know they're opening that Winnie the Pooh off Broadway right now with the puppets. That looks good. It yeah, looks so cute, and so charming. I, just like the odds <laughs> of me seeing it are like zero, but yeah, still, well, yeah, obviously. The thing about Knott's Berry Farm that today always remains is that it is a locals destination that mm-hmm. is sort of the secret handshake between <laughs> locals. Yeah. Because you know Disneyland, you know Universal, but you may not know Knott's Berry Farm. You might have heard of it, but you really don't know it. Right. And Knott's is affordable you can buy a season pass and you can actually get in (laughs) uh and it has great food it's not it's not inexpensive but it's not incredibly expensive either it is a great charming place to hang out i love not scary farm adore the place two pieces and hope it's here for many years to come. But let's get into build it or not for all of these ideas. Do we wish that any of these ideas that we put out there should have been built or not? Or not? Um, not <laughs> for the for the for the expansions for like the international expansions and stuff like that. Japan mm-hmm. and and Sacramento and all this stuff. I think they should not have built it. It's good that okay. they did. Uh, I don't think I think you you said it right is that they probably would not have been able to manage it. I don't think um, it would have been successful at all. No, I think it it's an interesting reach. I think they expect some name recognition that they don't have, excuse me, or mm-hmm. some control of the market space that they didn't have. It's probably a good idea. That said, I think all of the expansions in the 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 base knots expansion, so spacewalk and the rainforest, and I guess country walk to an extent. Yeah, they totally should have done that. I think it probably oh, wow. could have given them an edge. Okay. You know, I, I, I see a big issue with the dividing of the park into various spaces, but I think that if they had like the liquid money and they were okay with doing it, it was absolutely would have been worth the risk to make Knott's look like more than a locals park. It would have been like an mm-hmm. actual destination that you could spend a day or two in yeah. um, and come back to. Because that Knott's hotel is open now, and I really don't understand why anyone would stay there, but... It's an I've stayed. I've stayed there. Is it, is it good? Is that, it cheap? That is not the one I was talking about. The one I was, was talking about was one, right? a one that was going to be built on the other side. Right. And that's a right. convention hotel. That one has always been there. One point it was a Radisson. Now it's the Knott's Berry Farm Hotel. I've stayed mm. there. You can. No joke. This is actually a thing they offer for an extra price. You can get Snoopy to tuck your kids in at night. Wait, really? Yeah. Snoopy will have knock like... on your door. He will come in and he will tuck you into bed. Play now, the peanuts. What if he has peanuts theme? And he, I don't know if he would do the Snoopy dance and then tuck <laughs> you in. Maybe Charlie Brown would go in there and, and say good grief, and uh, Lucy would come in and she'd give you psychiatric advice, and you'd give there her a go. nickel and put in the yeah. right in the can, and you, your your kids would drift off to sleep and going like, who are these characters that I've never heard of before? There we go. That's right. Yeah, they'll um <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll put the football down right. and uh, you'll you'll crack your head open. The, the hotel, I mean, I'm looking at the prices for that hotel. So, I mean, that's a little expensive to get Snoopy to come and 150 <laughs> bucks a night. Come on. But, uh, yeah, I think that the, the idea of trying to expand the park is just something they should be doing nowadays. So, I mean, maybe keep the Independence Hall instead of a movie theater because who cares? But, uh, you know, anything, it seems like a good idea. And I think they totally should have and maybe even should try to do it. 
I agree with the expansion through theme parks. I don't think it would have worked. I think there's a reason why it went belly up because it was just a bad idea and a bad investment. I respect what they were trying to do. And I really wish that Knott's Camp Snoopy still is Knott's Camp Snoopy, but it's not anymore. Mm. And that's unfortunate, but that's the way things go. However, the actual Knott's Berry Farm expansion is difficult to say because I... I don't think in a business sense, some of the ideas would have made sense, but I think overall expanding the park is a good idea. The rainforest thing is so bonkers. I want to see it so badly. I don't know what it would have been like nowadays, but oh, I'm going to, I want to hit the button and say they should have done it mostly because as long as they realized that the whole dividing up the gates thing was a terrible idea and they just open it up as one giant theme park, the the rainforest thing and the entertainment district. It would have been a brilliant idea. I think that they also should go back and look at doing those parking garages and freeing up some space to expand the park currently, which is incredibly landlocked. I would love to have seen that spacewalk thing for sure. That looked Really, really cool. Don't know much about it, but from the way it looked, if they had stuck with Robin Hall's vision, it would have been a different take on that Knott's family charm that we saw pervading the place in the early 80s and 90s that is so unique and cannot be found anywhere else. Build it for the expansion of the park itself, but for farming out, pun intended, uh, the the parks across the country. No, no, don't do that. Just a bad idea. Just a bad. Really, there's no really a bad that. idea. You know, as much as much as we loved uh, the idea of like just ground up theme parks, just really bad idea overall. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So do you have anything else you want to add for this? I feel like I should have gone to Knotts again. I was, you know, I was there a couple, I was in California a couple of, mm-hmm. uh, geez, a couple of months ago. And I, I mentioned to my friend who's lived on this East coast his whole life. And he's never been to the West coast. I said, we could go to Knotts. And he said, what's Knotts? And that's a, where the conversation ended. <laughs> that's where, the, uh, where it ended. Uh, yeah. Maybe there's a Myrtle beach Knotts or Japan Knotts. Hmm. I would recommend going just to explore and walk around and see everything, especially in ghost town Mm. in the summer. They do this ghost town alive where Mm. it's sort of what galaxy's edge should have been. Uh, (laughs) It's, it's where they have live actors and doing a story throughout the day and you can interact with it overall. The landscapes, Besides Fiesta Village, which I agree is what? kind of... Why does everyone say that about Galaxy's Edge? Everyone always says there should be live actors talking all day. But, like, if you're waiting in line at Oga's because your reservation, you couldn't get in. There's, like, a million people. Do you really want to be annoyed by some guy in a costume? Yes. Who comes up and runs up with you with a lightsaber or something? Yes. No. Absolutely. Well, there should, be, there should be fights on the bridges and lightsaber what? duels and... How it would look so fake. They would look so fake. But it's supposed to supposed to feel lively. Droids run around. Lively. It's the it's a disgusting old port town. (laughs) There's nothing there. It's like space Boston. There's not. People aren't really screaming all over. I don't. They have enough. They have enough. The characters. You see the purple haired person. That's no. That's true. You're true. People say who's that, and you say she's from the book, and they say what book, and I say (laughs) the book that was released. What movie was she? And she's not a movie. She's an original character for Batu, and they go, "What's Batu? You're in Batu." I thought this was Galaxy's Edge. Never mind. (laughs) Say it's in the Sims expansion pack. Yeah. It's in the VR game. Didn't she play the VR <laughs> oh, game, Tales from Galaxy's Edge? It, it got like a 90 on Metacritic from the you one gotta, person who You it. gotta buy the Oculus Rift. And That's it's, right. well, I spent all the money going here to Disneyland. Well, no, you gotta spend the $400, $500. And then you gotta pay like $90 for the game. <laughs> See, Nats is still in Disney's shadow, clearly. Mm. Or you can buy <laughs> $50 ticket to go to Knott's Berry Farm and Ghost just do Ghost Town Alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could do that. And then every, yeah, Ghost Town Alive. And well, I guess the Mystery Lodge is closed. And they don't have the fun bun. 
Mm. And they changed what the chicken restaurant that looks like. Now it doesn't. Now it looks like a real restaurant instead of someone's dining room. <laughs> it has sort of like these weird shades of it. It's supposed to be kind of more retro chic of what yeah, it, it's closer yeah. to homecoming. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. At least the, the gift shop's still amazing. <laughs> Got the gift shop outside. Is it the same notes. as before? It is mostly the same as before. It's gigantic. It's sprawling and has the best magnet and poster collection I've ever seen in a theme park. You and your magnets. I I bought four of them. I bought five of them when I was there last. Love it. It was was torture. (laughs) Literal torture. I had to decide what magnets I want. Now I have like 15 knots magnets (laughs) on my fridge. (laughs) That's what Epcot's missing is magnets. Mm, theme parks nowadays don't have magnets right i was cards i was in epcot and i was like where are the epcot magnets and there were no epcot magnets and it was well they probably couldn't fit that oh you went to the creation shop didn't you Mm -hmm. yes i did and there was no still no magnets that's hilarious no magnets no (laughs) no magnets okay Mm. i think I think that's where we're going to end off with today. So in the meantime, please follow us on social media on Twitter at unbuilt pod. Please go to your jams and jelly section in your local supermarket and tweet at us. Hashtag not here. What do you even do with jam? Like what do you eat with jam? You put it on toast. How often do you eat toast? I, I eat toast. I don't a think lot. I've eaten jam since you, I was like eight. You you could make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, <laughs> and you could put boysenberry jam on there, and it's delicious. <laughs> Have you ever had a boysenberry and peanut butter sandwich? I don't even know what a boysenberry is. Right, exactly. Okay, you never tasted boysenberry. That's sad. You well, need to taste. I don't boysenberry. live in the West Coast. I guess. But, See, but you can find real you can, fruit. You can find like apples. <laughs> You can find boysenberry anywhere, honestly. If you just, again, go to your jams and jelly section. Look. See, this is what interests me, and this is relevant, so I get to take you off of a tangent and conclusion. That that the idea that the only people, the, the first time I ever encountered, like, a boysenberry, like, where I knew what a boysenberry was, but the first time I ever had to think of the existence of a boysenberry was when I first learned about knots. Yeah. So there's, like, this cult of knots people who think that boysenberries are normal fruits. Like I've never seen anyone eat a boysenberry. <laughs> it's it's not a normal fruit. It's like a hybrid berry, and it's delicious. So did they invent the boysenberry. Yes, they did. See, that's even worse. <laughs> Snozberries. Who's ever heard of Snozberry? <laughs> okay, you can reach me at Open Mother's Mail and Ryan Dorman at, at Open the Dorman and yell at him for dissing <laughs> boysenberries. Uh, feel free to email us at unbuiltpod at gmail.com and rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Anchor or wherever you find this podcast. Please write a review and tell us how we're doing. And if you don't like us, thank you for listening to the Tiara Talk Show. I'm Tammy Tucky. We'll see you here next time. See you guys. Once again, this does mark the end of communism in Cuba. Cuban dictator Fidel Castro claims he was finally convinced by a young boy's letter. Now the country is again open to American tourism. Plans can finally resume for Knott's Berry Farm, Cuba.